Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. Today, Matt welcomes Raina Sinclair, Betty Brash, and Paige Letterati as the three producers of Magical Girl Burlesque and performers in their own right. Inspired by a genre of manga that focuses on the power and inner strength of girls and women, Magical Girl Burlesque joins Matt to discuss their origins as a burlesque troupe and how they all got their start individually. From the details on how they create their acts, to discussions on Matt's involvement as a host, and even their activities outside of burlesque, Here's presenting Matt Storm and Magical Girl Burlesque. And welcome to another episode of Crash Chords Autographs. I, of course, am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon. And this week, my guests, guests plural, is more than one. Um, like last week, I have a, a full group of folks, and it is the producers of Magical Girl Burlesque. So if you guys would go around introducing yourself um, so the listeners can get to be familiar with your voices. Hi, uh, I'm Raina Sinclair. And I'm Betty Brash. And I'm Paige Literati. Such enunciation. I would imagine from someone named Paige Literati. Look, I have a degree in words. It's <laughs> true, you do. For better, for better or worse, you have a degree have a, in words. I have a master's in words. That's true, you do have a master's in words. Um, so thank you for joining me. Um, Magical Girl I've been working with for a little while now, DJ, uh, hosting. Sorry, I'm used to DJing, but I've actually been hosting, which has been delightful. Um, and I've been wanting to get you guys on to A, promote Magical Girl Burlesque, and talk a little bit about your experience as you are all... All new to the New York burlesque scene, but for some of you, just new to burlesque in general. And so I want to talk about how you got started and why you got started. So, you know, I would recommend not all talking at once, but if you guys want to get into your background of A, how Magical Girl came to be, and B, how you kind of got involved in burlesque. I think Reyna should begin because she's kind of the ringleader. Yeah. Mastermind. Yeah, she, yeah, I would say she's the Nate Ford of this equation. I don't know who that is. <laughs> so. Always with the references. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was watching Leverage last night. Oh my god. God, is that the guy you sent me the terrible country album of? No, that's <laughs> Christian Kane, and Christian Kane is amazing. Okay. How dare you? I know, I'm terrible. Um, Bring it back to burlesque. But, but Raina, why don't you tell us how a magical girl got started, and how you got started? Um... Well, I guess I should start with how I got started. Mm -hmm. um, I have been doing burlesque for, it's going to be six years in January. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, uh, I started when I was 19, uh, in college, actually. Um, I went to uh, the school, SUNY New Paltz, mm -hmm. that has the first uh, ever collegiate and state-funded burlesque troupe. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, called Alpha Psygdesia, which is still running, actually. Oh, awesome. Uh, and basically, uh, we were started by a veteran of the New York theater scene slash somebody that was really into burlesque. Uh, Lucida Sands, and she started uh, APE in 2008-2009, so I was second generation, and basically the whole philosophy was uh, 
the idea that girls could learn how to do burlesque and essentially use that as a tool to become more confident within themselves, within their uh, art, and within their expression. That's self-expression. great. I mean, <laughs> it's not typical that that's incorporated into school and college, so I think that's really yeah. neat. Also, the fact that we like convinced an institution to give us money to do this is like pretty great. It's like the greatest con I've ever heard. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got state-funded money to take our clothes off. <laughs> and we still kind of do, yeah. Uh, so I started my second semester of freshman year. Uh, and I did that for four years. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and then I moved to New York City two years ago. Um, and obviously I knew a bunch of people in the scene and had a couple contacts, but a lot of them, Lucida decided to mostly retire from burlesque because of job reasons. And she'd recently just moved to California. So basically... I was like, well, how do I get into the New York scene? Because I know all these people, but they aren't really hosting shows. Right. And I was essentially, uh, it was suggested that, well, do your own show. <laughs> so <laughs> I did a, uh, I guess, starter show in August of 2015 with a couple people from APE and then decided after that summer that I wanted to do something more permanent. Uh, and that is how Magical Girl Burlesque started. And then you roped in everybody you knew. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, I guess Magical Girl... So Magical Girl is actually a reference, a really nerdy reference. Very nerdy. <laughs> uh, to a genre of manga and anime. Mm -hmm, of course. So like Sailor Moon, Cardcaptor Sakura, Magic Knight Ray Earth. And basically the idea behind it is to have... Uh, kick-ass women and men and non-binary people uh, get to show off their art and be sexy and fun and just... Seems like a good mission statement to me. <laughs> just to have a good time. Awesome. And Betty, I know that you started out um, mostly kittening, but you recently debuted actually after taking uh, going to the School of Burlesque, yes? Yeah, I uh, just this Sunday, I mean... As of when we're recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had my debut at the Slipper Room. Awesome. Um, I took a class with the New York School of Burlesque. My teacher was Jezebel Express. She's it was a favorite. I love it. It was an amazing experience. Um, but really, I kind of, uh, it's funny for me because I've been really reflecting on how this journey happened over the last couple of days since I've been looking at photos and videos and just, you know, hearing people's responses to my performance. Everyone's been really positive and it's just for me, I f keep flashing back to, I don't know, February or March whenever we first started talking about doing our, our own shows. Um, and I was just like, yeah, like, I'll help you guys out. I'll but I, I'm fine with being behind the scenes. Like, I'll just, you know, I'll just be the proprietor of the space because we've mostly been doing our shows so far, actually exclusively, we've been doing Magical Girl burlesque shows at my apartment. 
because it's large enough and has a weird little stage area. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Just built in. It's built it, in stage. It's it's great. I mean, make fun of me all you want, but it's a it's they it's appreciate your stage. It's it's a good uh the tenants before me were weirdos who decided to build a weird platform into their living room, but it works for our benefit. <laughs> Regardless, I was just like, I'm signing up to provide the space because I want to see my friend's dreams come true. I had no interest or desire or any kind of expectation about doing this kind of thing myself. Eventually I was like, well, we're kind of strapped for performers for our, our first, our premiere. Um, I guess I can dance. I like to dance. I'll shake my butt. And I go-goed and I wore a cute outfit and I was like, this is fun. And then flash forward to me being like, well, I want to do a little bit more because I want to be, I want to contribute more. I want to be more helpful for my friends. So then I took a beginner's, you know, essential burlesque class with um, Joe Weldon, Joe Boobs. Joe Boobs Weldon. And that was awesome. And it was a very empowering class. And I remember my very first class is when we had to learn how to tassel twirl and I was like oh my god my boobs just did that <laughs> it was great I, I like immediately messaged Raina afterwards and I was like oh my god I did the thing I didn't think I could do it but I did it and and yeah and then I was like I need to start developing acts because I kept coming up with ideas and and Raina and Paige kept coming up with shows that we were going to produce and I was like I yeah I need to have an act I need to start coming up with something so that's the thing about the burlesque <laughs> industry is there's no such thing as being burlesque Adjacent, I, as someone who is mostly DJ'd and now hosted a few times, already have an idea for three different acts, and I don't know if I'll ever perform, but I have ideas for acts. Um, Stormageddon told me one. Yeah, and guys, um, we will talk about this later. But um, but yeah, so but I I had so a few weeks back or a few episodes ago, I had um, Matt Knife on the show, and we were talking about his production style and his performance style, and he as as well as a few other boylesque performers have taught classes, and I've talked about how I'd love to take a boylesque class, not necessarily because I want to perform, but because I think it would at least make me more comfortable if I just in life. Yeah. Um, and so I have plans to do that, but I think it was around the two-year mark that I thought of my first burlesque act and told Nasty about it, and she said, that's really dumb, you have to do it, <laughs> which is the best compliment you the can get. The compliment. Um, you know, and, and since then I've helped her come up with really stupid acts that now that, as of this recording, the uh, Lollapalooza show has happened, or Wasapalooza as it was, <laughs> which was my life goal after meeting her, now that that's <laughs> happened, now I, there's this one act I want to get her to do, which has come up on the show a few times, but I want her to do a Opposites Attract number to Paula Abdul's Opposites Attract, wow. where she's Paula Abdul and someone else is MC Cool Cat. I've nominated <laughs> Evelyn Vinyl because I think she would be perfect. Oh, but um, But anyway, so... So it, it it doesn't surprise me that you started out just going, oh, yeah, I want to help. And then you got wrapped up in it because that's pretty much how I started also. I started doing the door and then I started DJing and then I started helping set up and break down. And now I've been hosting. And so and Nasty has already told me for the scripted shows coming up for Wasabasco, she wants to try writing me in and giving oh. me lines. I had lines in, what was the last show we did? I can't even remember. Oh, it was the wedding show. The oh. the wedding show, I had I had so one line fun. at the end. Um, and so, yeah, so that's been pretty cool. But, you know, I think it's really nice that you kind of were accepting of it and kind of, you know, just went with it because it seems to have worked out pretty well. It has, and I feel like it's kind of helped me grow in other ways besides, you know, just creatively. Um, it's It's been so much fun that I get to do creative stuff 
that I never thought I would really get to do. I studied film in college, and I used to do theater, like, in high school. I was a drama club kid, you know? Um, but I, like, I kind of, I don't want to say I gave up on all that, but I was like, I need a real people job, and I have a desk job outside of this that I'm not going to go into. But it was just like, I kind of accepted that I was going to be a boring normie and <laughs> and never really do anything creative. And then I was like, oh, this is fun. And I can do this. And I can learn more. And, uh, and now I feel a lot better about myself in life, which is just has been I such think, a big deal. I think that's the best thing you can take from this kind of stuff. Um, it's been very well, empowering. I also think one of the things that's nice about Joe Boobs, because Joe Boobs actually, uh, I don't know if she does this anymore, but when I was in school, she does a yearly, she does the course that you did as an eight-hour intensive once a year Oh yeah. At, for APE, and I feel like it's, it's basically the same class every year, but like there's new people all the time and she's very welcoming of new performers and people that just want to get into burlesque and is basically like go for it like yeah just find what your niche is and then embrace it yeah <laughs> and i will just give you some building blocks to make that happen um shifting to page uh getting into your background a little bit obviously i've known you a long time and I recall at one point you didn't even like burlesque. Yeah, see, here's the thing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and, and but so. Yeah. Once upon a time, I was dating this guy, and he started getting involved with burlesque. Yes. <laughs> and I felt very cautious, very hesitant. I wasn't very into it, but that's because I had my own issues, which right. we both know. Um, I had trouble with my sexuality. I had trouble just existing a lot of the time. I suffered a lot. I had a lot of anxiety and depression. And while a lot of it is still there as a very slow thrum in the back of my mind, over the years, I feel I have come out of that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I started meeting people, and they embraced me and liked me and wanted me around, which was a very strange experience for me. Like, people who wanted to be my friends. Oh, my God. And you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just became friends with people. And I went to shows, and I just kept going and wanted to show support. And Reyna and I became friends, and... Reyna had dreams, and I like making dreams come true. Wow. <laughs> what? That's literally what happened. I had dreams. <laughs> Reyna wanted to do a show, but she kept running into a wall, because every time she wanted to do a show, people would drop out, she'd lose a space, she'd have to get a new space, she'd have to change the date. Things just weren't working out. She needed someone who had her back, who could stand next to her and say, no, we are definitely doing this. And I decided that would be me. <laughs> that was my decision. And I helped a bit, but that's where my burlesque journey like got very wonky. Uh, my father passed away. Mm -hmm. And the day of our first show was the day before his mass, I think. Yes. The, the mass we had for my dad. And... Like, I was grieving, and I was having a hard time, and I didn't even think I was going to be able to perform for the first time. I wasn't going to perform in the first place. I decided to kitten that show, but then I had a stupid idea, and Raina said, that's a stupid idea. You need to do it. <laughs> that's usually how it goes in the burlesque community. Like, that's stupid. Please do it. So my Ophelia act was born to Hey There, Ophelia. An MC Lars song. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, for those who don't know me and Paige well, I often feed her music addiction, as we, we call it. We feed each other. Well, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We feed each other's music we addiction. We do. We're, we're trash. I have to show you some things. Okay. We'll talk about uh, so... <laughs> So yeah, um, I didn't think I was going to do it, but then like my dad was gone, and suddenly it was like a dam burst, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Dad's never going to know that I'm queer, poly, possibly a stripper. He's never going to know these things, so I might as well just do them. Depends on what you believe. Maybe he'll find out someday, and <laughs> you you'll know what? I him. feel that as <laughs> I feel that as against his wishes, I go. The weaker he gets in the afterlife. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> So <laughs> I don't think he'll ever resurrect. Got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Schaefer the Dark Lord sang about it. Zombie day, Jesus Day is coming. Okay. So from there. Yeah. Um, I did my Ophelia act, and then Ren Fair started. Uh-huh. And I had this other stupid idea that I brought to Rihanna, and I said, what if, what if we did all Avengers doing punk rock music. And I think, well, I think how it happened was you were at Geek... You were setting up your Geeky Con outfit. Yeah. Yeah, I did punk rock Steve Rogers for and that. Then, and then, like, that's where the idea came from. It's like, but what if we all did this? What if this was a thing that we all did? Yes. That, yes. Was, one of, that was one of the first things I remember hearing about when you mentioned uh, us doing burlesque. You were talking about uh, you and Raina wanted to do a punk rock Avengers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but where would we host it? And I immediately started <laughs> thinking. You immediately regretted that. I thought. immediately started thinking logistics. and But it was a while ago. I remember because it was the weather. In June. No, it no, was. no, no, no. This was before. This was. I, the weather was cold. That was it the. It, that was like before, like the proto idea for punk rock Avengers, because you told me that you wanted to do a fan dance. That was. I feel like it the was fan dance no. idea didn't come until like it was June. July. It was June, right before our first show. I kind of swore it was earlier than that, but I just remember that was before we even discussed doing the Possum Lounge, and I was just like... Maybe you're remembering an alternate time stream. <laughs> it's entirely possible, you know? The Who knows? Time well, let's, uh, let's talk about acts for a second. So I, I often like asking performers about how they create acts because I like to know whether you fit an act to a song or a song to an act, vice versa, and that kind of a thing. And it's, the answer's always varied. So I guess, Paige, we'll start with yours because, um, you know, your Captain America act was a fan dance with two shields, which <laughs> is awesome on its own. But the song that you used for it, did you always know you wanted to do that song or did the act come first? Um, the concept of punk rock Captain America came first. Right. The concept. And then I, like, had a stew with it for a little while. And I was... I thought about songs for a while, and I went through, um, I've not, I've, what's that song? Uh, I've got a soul, but I'm not a soul. Oh, killers. killers. That one. Killers. Yeah, it's a killer song. So I thought song. about that one, but then I hit upon Ghost of You, and it made me have some, like, Bucky Steve feels. Mm. <laughs> of course. Naturally. <laughs> of course, because I'm me. So I was like, that one. And then I pondered it more and was like, what can I do with this? And like, I had a stupid idea about shields and fan dances. I was like, oh, 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 that is where my brain went. And then that, it all just kind of stuck together. Gotcha. 
So it started with the concept. And then for Hey There, Ophelia, it, it was the song Right, first. that inspired it. Since the, it. It's more or less little literal translation of the song. Yeah. So um, what about, so for uh, Betty, you did, um, I, I'm actually not familiar with the act that you did for your Slipper Room debut. It was pretty good. <laughs> to toot my own horn. And I, don't, I don't doubt that. But, <laughs> but you, it was pretty good. But why don't you talk about the act a little bit? Um, and it was Halloweeny. So Reyna came up with the idea for doing a show that's, uh, I guess, our Halloween show, but not really because it's the week after Halloween. Um, but it's kind of uh, more interactive than the shows we've done so far, which have had kind of a, a more formal theater setting, even though it takes place in a basement apartment. A basement apartment with a stage. A, with a stage. That's, a built-in stage. Let's not forget the stage. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, so it, it's going to be a little more of like a loose kind of party scene, and then there's stripping that happens, and it's going to be spooky, which I, because I'm a walking shitpost <laughs> meme lover, I, I was like, we have to call it the Spoopy Spectacular because no, you said we had to put spoopy in the title, and then I was like, "What if we call it the spoopy spectacular?" Yeah, you came up with the spectacular, and I was just like, "Spoop, all the spoop." Um, yeah, so, but I was like, "I love Halloween. I love, I love horror. I love, you know, just campiness the whole season." And uh, and I was like, "Well, this might be the show that I finally come up with an act for," but uh, because I wanted to make it perfect because I'm a perfectionist and I'm like, I can't do anything half-ass. I have to whole-ass it. It's important. Whole so I, I decided to whole-ass myself into a class to develop this act properly and and it was worth it because my original concept, now I realize it was kind of bare bones. It was, it was cute, but it was bare bones compared to what the finished product is, which is a very ridiculous, campy witch act. It starts out kind of creepy and then it turns into this ridiculous thing where I'm just throwing weird shit into the audience. Nice. And uh, what song did you use for it? Uh, the music changes. In the beginning, it's um, it's music from the soundtrack of the movie The Witch, which I adore that movie. Hail Black Phillip. He <laughs> 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 spoke to me on a spiritual level. But then it transitions. <laughs> when I'm done being creepy and I turn into, you know, a, a ridiculous sexy showgirl witch, um, it transitions into I Put a Spell on You by Screaming Jay Hawkins. Nice. And it's just so over the top. It's so silly and ridiculous. And I feel like it just kind of, uh, it's a perfect summarization of who I am and my style in general. And did the concept for the act come up first or did you have the music first? I think it was the concept that I knew I wanted to be a campy witch but the song just felt so perfect because you know it's time of the year to rewatch Hocus Pocus on loop <laughs> and I uh, and yeah and I just I love the original version of the song because it's very jazzy and I felt like it's perfect for burlesque and I'm sure it's been done before but I was like I'm gonna put my own weird goofy spin on it and it, it, it was fun it was great it felt really awesome putting it out there and being ridiculous and just gyrating disgustingly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, and then uh, going to Rana, I mean, the act that I think I've enjoyed the most that I've seen you do of all your acts is probably the one you did most recently, your Peggy Carter act. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> obviously, the concept is pretty straightforward. It's her waiting for a date that never happens, which, I mean, aw, it's sad, <laughs> and then goes off to war. But um, the music for that, which, of course, like, the, the song that you picked by Say Anything yes. is kind of an obvious choice yes. to, to someone who knows Say Anything really yes. well. 
But um, did you did you have that song in mind from the minute you came up with the act, or did you have to kind of figure that out? Uh, so what I usually do is because I've been doing this so long, uh, is that usually I have a mental music library in uh-huh. my head of oh this would make a good burlesque act song, and then usually I'll like keep on the song and. Uh, Usually, if there's a something coming up, I will then be like, oh, that would be really great for that song. And the Say Anything song, uh, Alive with the Glory of Love, which, if you don't know, is about the lead singer's grandparents who survived the Holocaust by hiding under somebody's floorboards and having sex all day, <laughs> is uh, something that I was thinking about for years uh, because I'm Jewish and it's a really funny, like, really lighthearted song about two people that love each other a lot, but, like, have to survive this thing. And so I was like, well, I really want to do an act to this song, but I feel like it would be very blasphemous in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, And so then we came up with the idea for the Avengers show, and I was like, I can finally do this, (laughs) and it will make sense. Uh, Yeah, so I, like, had that song in mind, and then I just came up with the idea of, well... Peggy, like, she loves Steve, and she wants to have a date with him, but he gets kidnapped by Nazis, and then has to, like, put aside her wants, like, her feelings about it to go save him. I just want to make sure that we highlight the exceptional work Betty Brash did on that (laughs) newspaper that you used for this act. So if you go to Betty Brash's uh, Facebook page, one of her photos, which was taken by Chris, uh, our photographer of the show, um, has the newspaper that is referred to in the act, and it was actually very well made. So go check that out. Um, I just wanted to captured. But, Cat uh, captured Nazis the mid bajillion dollar ransom. Um, so I guess something we could talk about next is kind of the idea of concepts for shows, how that comes up. Because actually, by the time this goes out, it will be well enough in advance of a show that I know you guys have been knocking on for a while, which is the essentially, because I can't remember how you exactly phrased it, but a show about burlesque acts that corrupt your childhood. Yes. Childhood redacted. Childhood redacted. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, A, how, how does a concept like that come up? And B, uh, talk a little bit about, you know, when you guys are putting together a show, kind of how that works. Well, to answer the question you just asked, is that what we're going with? Illyria came up with it, and we both really liked it. Ooh. We can change it if you really don't like no, it. No, I, I think it's great. I'm just, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's Illyria Adams came up with it, and I would like for her to get credit for it. She's my burlesque sister. <laughs> I think she's everybody's burlesque sister. She's I love awesome. her. She, fun fact, Illyria actually, before I joined APE, did the first ever workshop that APD, APE did with Joe Boops. Oh, cool. So when I told her about my background, she was like, oh, I did this thing. And I was like, holy shit, it's meant to be. (laughs) Um, But going back, Childhood Redacted came about because Raina and I are stupid. Wow, that's a good starting point. (laughs) It is. So we were just talking about stupid ideas, and I think it started with Raina's Ariel idea. Yes. Was it the Ariel idea that started It was the Ariel idea. So... I like writing parodies, and sometimes I can't stop myself. So whenever Raina and I are just, like, sitting around and we're talking burlesque or whatever, I start saying, I want to be where the strippers are. (laughs) I want to see, want to see them twirling. And I just, I I riff, and I keep going. So Raina's idea was to do an aerial act 
to a parody of Part of Your World, but with me singing it with my parody lyrics. So that's how that started. And then we just all started riffing on like childhood antics that we kind of love and want to embody and want to destroy for other people. <laughs> And Betty, you had a great idea. Oh my god. I I had this idea from one of our first hangout sessions when we were planning our first show and I was like, so here's something ridiculous and stupid that I need to do at some point once I develop my skills enough. I want to do a space jam burlesque. <laughs> Where I come out dressed like Lola Bunny, dribbling a little basketball, and stripping to the Space Jam theme song. And that's, and that's really it. That, I mean, with, with, with something like that, it just writes itself, really. Basically. <laughs> and yes, I can't wait to see that. Honestly, it's going to change which, my life. Which I've actually gotten roped into hosting as well, yes. which will be fun. Yes. Um, I am a big fan of the kids' show that's not just for kids, Gravity Falls. Um, it also helps the, the lead character is voiced by a friend of mine and my wife's, and so I'm really into the show, and so I'm going to host as Dipper Pines from Gravity Falls, oh which God. should be fun. Which that's... is not corrupting my childhood, but other people's. Um, I guess from here, uh, the next thing I'd want to talk about is I always like to find out what artists pull from other places for their acts and for what they do, whether it's music or burlesque or whatever else. And do you find, I mean, obviously you find inspiration in other things. We're talking about movies and TV and childhood stuff. But um, are there specific things that you really pull inspiration for burlesque that might seem maybe not typical to pull inspiration from? I mean, Tumblr. (laughs) I I am the, as I previously mentioned, I am the walking shitpost. I... My whole humor is just memes. Yeah. Um, I've taken terror. advantage of that as I constantly post the same speechless gif from Castle. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, isn't that Firefly? No, it's no, Castle. It's Castle. It is I Castle. I didn't know. Well, it's very appropriate and it makes me giggle every time I see it. Well, that's good. But uh, basically, it's hard to tell one Nathan Fillion from another. <laughs> Fair enough. That's Nathan Fillion. Oh, my goodness. Um, no, but my, my whole burlesque thing is basically just any stupid that makes me laugh and mm-hmm. makes Reyna go stop it <laughs> yell at me well, it seems like a good benchmark <laughs> it is. It is. Good like benchmark. I'll just see some stupid video that goes viral and I'm like I need to turn that into an act or I'm going to go go to that song I was gonna say I'm still expecting the compliment yes! to come that is definitely that has to happen that's going to happen because give me compliments one right. of one of <laughs> Betty's <laughs> dreams is to eventually do a shit post show yes where it's all just us doing acts based off of me. Just I'll just stupidest. host with a giant piece of bread around my face. <laughs> that would make me so happy. I know it would. I should just do a sham wow act. I mean, but my <laughs> idea isn't even really a meme. It just would make me and Paige happy. I mean, yes. I feel like that qualifies as, as a shit post, though. I feel like after you do that act, it will become a shit post. <laughs> ah, so go. I have this idea. So do you know Veronica Mars? Of course. Do you know the their theme song, We yeah. Used to yeah. Be Friends, uh-huh. by the Dandy Warhols? So the, in the first episode, one of the great uh, moments of Veronica Mars is her best friend Wallace Wills says, you're, you're a marshmallow, Veronica Mars. And so my idea was essentially to just dress myself up as a giant marshmallow to We Used to Be Friends, and then as I strip, mini marshmallows come out of my clothes. 
I mean, <laughs> that makes enough sense to me. That's delicious. Everybody wins. Yeah, it's true. You could buy those little marshmallow catapults from the <gasps> Ren Fair and shoot them at people. Yes. Just oh, saying. I missed my time. I just finished the fair. I could have bought them. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, well. Darn. Uh, um, I think it's I think it's really actually refreshing though that you're pulling kind of burlesque from all these places, especially since you guys like me started as fans of burlesque before you got involved in burlesque, and I think that's kind of a great place to come from because you have this kind of unbiased attachment to just the art itself. Whereas I know there's a lot of nonsense in most communities, and it can can kind of change people's opinions of burlesque. And so I think it's kind of refreshing to a you're doing classes because you want to improve what you're not comfortable with, you want to get involved involved in the scene, you want to know more, you want to absorb. I mean, I was honored to host the first show you invited me to host because I haven't really hosted anything besides both of my podcasts. Um, you know, I've not done live hosting except for a few musical-related things, music-related things at the Waystation, um, which I feel like if we're not mentioning the Waystation on one of my podcasts, we're not doing our job. Um, <laughs> But so I'd hosted things involving music there, so I instantly felt comfortable. But the one time I tried performing at the Waystation singing a duet with my wife, I froze up. And so getting in front of a crowd that I know is going to be warm because it's pretty much comprised of people that someone in the cast knows has been really great. Um, you know, I, I often joke about how, but it's not really a joke, that the first show I hosted for you guys... Um, I burlesque salon at the Possum Lounge. I remember none of my hosting. Absolutely zero. It's like show started, blackout, end of show. Like, I don't remember any of it. Um, I'm told I did a good job, but I don't remember. Whereas the Avengers show we did recently, I do remember a lot of the shtick, and I, I still had a good time. Um, and I am appreciative of having that place to kind of exercise my hosting muscles because I hadn't really been comfortable to do it before. Um, did any of you have any issues with stage fright when you were first starting, or were you kind of pretty open? Once you accepted that you wanted to do burlesque, you were pretty open about it. I mean, uh, Betty, you said pretty much you did start a little shy and then kind of built from there. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was, it wasn't that tough of a transition because I started really with baby steps. The go-go mm -hmm. dancing... I mean, I just, I love to dance in general, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna shake my butt and make some money, and it was a lot of fun. I got really sweaty. I danced to shitty 90s music <laughs> my first time, and it was, yeah, it was great, and then the more I did it, you know, the more I felt comfortable, and it did help that it was in my apartment, you know, right, sure. surrounded by people I know, you know, stuff I know, um, but yeah, and then I thought I was gonna have worse stage fright at my recent show at the Slip Room, but I kind of was just in such a zen mode at that point that I had rehearsed the act to death, basically, that I was like, yep, I'm just gonna go right into that mode and do the thing. And I did the thing, and I feel like, okay, I can do this at my apartment. Like, I can do this at the Possum Lounge. I don't know about, like, really big, big venues, but I don't know. I just feel like kind of putting one toe in front of the other has made it easier in that sense. Paige or Reyna? Um, well, when I when I was a wee baby stripper, oh. <laughs> um, I was actually terrified. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason that I started to do burlesque was because um, <laughs> when I uh, I originally like 
And still to a certain point, I had no self-confidence. Like, I had terrible body image issues. Like, I thought that I was ugly and, like, that I, what was I doing? Why was I trying to do this? And then uh, my burlesque mom, Kinky Demure, was basically like, well, you're doing this because you want to, like, you want to show the world that you like you matter that what you are doing as art and that you as a person like your point of view matters and so I was terrified the first time I got on stage and stripped in front of people but I basically went into this mode where it was like all right well I know my choreography I know what I'm supposed to do let's just focus on that and then like go inside my own head and I did and then it was over and everybody was like well you're fucking great that was awesome (laughs) do it again (laughs) and yeah and I mean obviously I've had moments where like I fucked up or I was like well I could have done that better but I feel like the more that I do it the more like the more that I leave that behind me and I'm just like all right this is fun we've done this a bajillion times before let's do it again (laughs) I think also it's important to recognize that if you ever have nothing to improve then why even do art like you should always be learning kind of a thing like all art is a learning experience and even if you're not learning something about a specific act you might be able to adapt your skills to something else or something like that And that's so much of, like, our troops' credo is that we're just, like, we want to learn together and we're we're very welcoming to newbies and people that want to enhance their skills or learn something new, people that have never tried burlesque before but are curious because we want to be an inclusive, warm environment. And I feel like our, our audience knows that, you know, and they've been very enthusiastic and appreciative and it's been it's been pretty great so far. Paige, did you? I, I so I know that sometimes you have performance anxiety and sometimes you don't. I mean, like when you first started dragging me to Nerdy Oki at the way station, I wanted nothing to do with it, and now uh, it's my favorite place to do karaoke. So you know, I know in certain situations you aren't shy, but with burlesque specifically, you mentioned earlier that you were kind of nervous and then had this yeah. change. Um, you know, do you think that's just because you were kind of just accepted and you were ready? Um, so in terms of performing in general, being on stage, people looking at me, I tend to just forget about the anxiety if I know I'm going to be an asshole on stage and make people laugh at me because I can ride that. That's like, my just... plan too, exactly, for hosting is oh, I can get people to laugh at me. So, you know. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that, that was literally my hosting strategy when I hosted karaoke at Rutgers. I remember. Yeah. Like, I was stupid and a jerk, and people loved it. And someone, they asked me to come back. It was just like, really? <laughs> Did you pay attention to me? <laughs> so, but, whatever. You got the you got the musical guest that night to sing a duet with you. So, um, somewhere on the internet, there is proof that Adam Warrock and Paige. Literati sang A Whole New World together. It, it was A Whole New World. For you me. fucking nerds. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but when it came to burlesque, um, my desire to help Reyna outweighed my anxiety about performing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, I, I did the thing. And then when I did my cap act, I was horribly nervous. You guys saw me. Like, yeah. As soon as I came backstage, I was like, oh, hey, this is a real nice floor that we have here. I'm going to stay on it for a while. It's carpeting. Yeah. <laughs> it was very cushy. <laughs> so, but I powered through, and yeah. I don't think 
I don't think anyone saw, like, my leg shaking horribly. I mean, I've seen professional performers still shaking on stage. It just, it happens. People get nervous. People get anxious. I mean, for me, I think I was more comfortable hosting the second show I hosted because I was a character. I'm doing finger quotes because we're on an audio podcast. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know... Being able to step into the character of Agent Coulson, I know how he acts, so I just had to act like him, which made it easier. Sort of like for the Wasabasco wedding show. I mean, I'm always I'm always willing to play with the performers and kind of interact with the audience a little, but my job is to play the music. I don't want to take any spotlight from the performers and the hosts. It's that's their job. Um, but you know, Nasty, because we've gotten so close, likes to involve me. And so when I had this idea at the wedding show to be a character of this douchebag DJ. <laughs> Who didn't want anybody who's embarrassed to be there. Oh, but how is that a character? Uh-huh. Ah, wow. <laughs> Cute. Cute. Um, you know, and I played it up. It, it was so much fun because I, eventually I wasn't even being me. I was being this character and I got lost in that so I wasn't nervous anymore. Like I wasn't nervous about having a line. I wasn't nervous about interacting with people. And so I find that a lot of fun and it's kind of fueled kind of what I do. But also with the first hosting that I did for you guys, my need and want to help. At the time, Paige, because I wasn't as close with you guys yet, my need to help Paige outweighed my nerves. Yeah, right, yeah. And I was so nervous that first night, but I'm told it didn't show, which is great. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's actually pretty powerful. When you find a community that you feel pretty close to, I mean, I've made, I've performed this magic trick where I pretty much get along with everyone in the burlesque community, <laughs> which I won't linger Mazel on. Tov. Yeah, I won't linger, <laughs> which I won't linger on. Um, I think it's because I applied this approach of being nice and understanding. I know what? it's about that. Anyway, but I'm not looking Witchcraft. to jab. I know. I'm not looking to jab anybody. I'm very actually thankful for my burlesque career and this fact that I've been able to work with so many great producers. But I think it, it's always important when you find a group that you feel like home is. Like, Wasabasco was that for me at first before I met other other um, performers and producers. Like, now I feel that way about um, uh, the Pink Room Burlesque, which is Francine's show, which is all David Lynch themed. Like, all of these... Great. I still have to see that. All of these great <laughs> shows um, and great producers have welcomed me, and it's been a lot of fun. I'm actually very excited, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I am DJing um, the 2017 Nerdlesque Fest. I DJ 2016, and I first started it in the 2015 year, but I didn't do the whole show. But now I've kind of gotten very close with Lefty Lucy, who's who's pretty much the the head of it. You know, there are a bunch of producers, but I think it was her brainchild. And um, I'm very excited to be involved and more involved this year. Um, are there any things that you think that burlesque will help you outside of burlesque like that help in everyday life and also what are kind of like your ideas and hopes for yourself as a performer but also maybe magical girl as a whole well we absolutely need to do um the great summer idea that i came up with george foreman's (laughs) no magical grill burlesque i fully endorse this idea Raina I veto not- both of you. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing that you don't have sole creative control over the company. Uh, for those confused, I so made a typo earlier uh, when typing out Magical Girl Burlesque, and so this was born. So it's my fault, I suppose. Well, then you also have to help me with my dream baby <laughs> for this summer. Is, is that the Black Parade show? Yes, yes. it is the Black Parade show. I mean, I would host as Gerard Way. <laughs> yes. 
I just need a lot of black eyeliner and black lipstick, right? Oh so God. anybody that knows me knows I have a lot of punk and pop punk feels. Right. Uh, and this year was the 10th anniversary of the Black Parade, which was a formative album for 14-year-old me. For those who don't know, it's an album by My Chemical Romance. Which is a great album. Uh, and I literally, I was listening to it and having feels about the anniversary, and I literally just texted Paige being like, what if we did a Black Parade show? Just to put you at ease, um, I know the performer Taylor Sweet performed in a all Fallout Boy show called Sugar We're Going what? Down. Why didn't I hear about this and why didn't I see it? I think it might have been out of state, but... Okay. Um, I don't remember, but um, but I know she performed at that show, so it wouldn't be uncommon to do that. I mean, honestly, you can make up any theme you want as long as the the thing the thing about burlesque and I think most art is if you're creating an art that doesn't really alienate people if they don't get it finger quotes, then you're fine. Like uh, something that Nasty Canessa has always lofted is that if she's making a nerdlesque act, she wants it to also be enjoyable for people who don't get the reference, mm. and that's really important because yeah. like. Like your Captain America act, it, it's obviously, if you know Captain America, it's very enjoyable. But if you don't, it's still a beautiful fan dance act with two shields. I mean, there's still something to enjoy in it. It's yeah. not just, hey, here's a reference. All right, I'm gone. Like, you know, there's more to it than that. Well, I feel uh, I feel like, well, one, we're probably going to have to open it up to other My Chemical Romance albums, not just the Black Right, Party. you will run out of material. <laughs> I, I will run out of material. There's only 12 songs. Um, but... Also, just like, I mean, I love music, and yeah. it's more a celebration of the music that I love than just any similar theme. It's like not like, let's do this type of act based off this type of song. It's just, hey, here's some songs I love. If you want to do an act to that, that's totally cool. <laughs> which, which I think would be fun, too, because I know a lot of performers talk about like being challenged is just as important, like this idea of someone throwing something at you, like, here, do a thing, and you go, well, shit, I have to figure out how to do it. How am I going to do that? And working through that, I think, is kind of important also. I, uh, I recently DJed um, a art opening and I was supposed to play jazz music so I started with um, postmodern jukebox because they're fun but they wanted real jazz finger quotes and so then I had to shift the playlist and this and that but overall it was a learning experience it's one of the first private events I ever did and it ended up being a success and I think had I not kind of been thrown into it and just went me DJ a art opening sure no problem and then figuring it out as I go along it's that whole sink or swim kind of thing yeah yeah. And I think that's important. And I think that's actually very useful in burlesque because you can you can learn from every act and every experience. There are a couple of acts where I'm like, I would really love to do this, but I can't do this yet because mostly I don't have the funds for costumes. Right. Or I don't think anybody would necessarily get it. Yeah. Uh, so I like have a bunch of ideas on the back burner, being like, one day. I will get to do all of the things. Is that something that's common for you guys? Do you guys all have like acts that you really want to do, but you're not quite sure how to put them together oh, yet? Yeah. Yeah. So many, so many acts. I need to start writing them down because I'm always just like messaging Raina and Paige in the middle of the night, like, so. <laughs> here's the thing. So here's an idea that I have. So here stays a dumb idea. <laughs> and yeah, basically, that's exactly what it is. I have an idea that I want to do for a holiday show that we're not even doing. <laughs> I'm just like, this is hilarious, and I think I, I want to make this happen, even if I'm the only one laughing, but... 
anything that makes me giggle when I'm brainstorming. What I want to do requires me having to like learn magic tricks so I could do them bad. The one that I want to do requires me to make a laser cannon out of cardboard. Oh, dear God. And to get a red uh, motorcycle jacket and red leather pants. Um, well, we all have dreams. We all have dreams. Um, let's, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about what you guys are kind of into and what you do outside of burlesque. When you have downtime, you know, what are your kind of favorite hobbies or pastimes? Like, of course, I know Paige is obviously an avid reader, book reader, um, and is into young adult as well as lots of other uh, books. Um, I call myself a recreational librarian because I work at a children's bookstore for fun, and I forget that they pay me sometimes to be there. Quite Which is why I think you should do a sexy librarian act one of these days. Please. I mean, <laughs> see, so here's the thing about that is if she were to do that, she would need... And some kind of shtick, because just doing that, it's been done in the industry yeah, before. It's like fun. I think that'd be boring. It's like um, diamonds are a girl's best friend is done to death. You know, Doc. Real like nasty canasta does it right. So nasty and Doc can talk about it all the time. And then nasty's like, well, what if I do it as a diamond miner? So she's literally just stripped as a diamond miner to that song. It's the most brilliant thing. Which is perfect. Oh it's why God. we all hail Queen of Burlesque, Nasty Canasta. I mean, she did invent. Although actually, this year's Queen of Burlesque is actually Poison Ivory, no, who is also yes. amazing. That's also valid. Um, who also? I do. Love yes. Um, but um, you know, besides what? that, what other what other things are you guys into besides burlesque? Possums. <laughs> I'd say she's kidding, but she's not. I am a hundred and twenty percent serious. I am so serious, serious to death. Be the first thing you said. You knew it was going to be the first thing. Dude, I have a, an idea for a possum act because. Of course you do. Because of course I do. And you have to get a possum tattoo one of these days. What, one of these days. I mean, there are many tattoos. <laughs> There's lots of things I need to Yeah. Um, well, Stormageddon already outed me as a lover of books. Um, I mean, anyone who knows you for three seconds anyone who knows, knows, knows that. Seconds. Would you like to hear about my literary tattoo and the literary tattoo I'm going to get next? Oh my God. <laughs> what about the book I've written? Or the I did book write I'm a writing? book. That is a thing that happened. That I is. wrote a book. So talk a little bit about that, actually, what it was like to kind of put together a book and, and, and write a book. And... <laughs> While you cry into there my so phone. much crying. <laughs> okay, so NaNoWriMo is about to start. We don't talk about it. As we are recording this, uh, which is National Novel Writing Month. In 2014, I decided I was going to do the thing while going to grad school and working two jobs because I'm me. Um, Because you're you're nuck and futz. You're a lunatic. (laughs) I'm me. So I wrote a novel. I wrote sometimes 2,000 words a day, sometimes I wrote zero words, and sometimes I wrote 10,000 words, depended on the day. And I finished it. And then it became my thesis project because I was going to grad school. And I changed it up. I rewrote the whole thing, and now I'm editing it. And I'm going to write another novel. And I'm also writing a novel with Raina. And I have lots of ideas. And no time. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of irons in the fire. (laughs) Yes. Well, I feel like nobody has one job anymore. Especially people around our age. No. You do 18 things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm helping Paige write her novel. I'm also writing my own novel for, also my, for my thesis project, because I am getting a MFA in creative writing. Uh, and yeah, uh, so basically my biggest inspiration for everything, I guess, is 
comic books and manga because that's and robots and robots i do love me some robots Who um, because that was like i mean i got into sailor moon when i was five so basically everything comes back to my love of stories and to my love of girl power and uh people yeah girls just fighting evil and kicking ass <laughs> All right. Um, before we start to wrap up, um, the first thing I wanted to ask is if you can tell the good folks at home where they can find you on the internet. Obviously, you're Magical Girl Burlesque on Facebook. You're all under your performer names on Facebook. Raina Sinclair, Betty Brash, and Paige Literati. Um, uh, when's the date of that um, Childhood Redacted show? Do we have a <laughs> date for that? That's a good question. Okay, so you haven't we said We are shooting for February, March. Okay. We yeah. need to take a little hiatus in the winter to kind of recoup and, you know. So I can do yeah. finals without dying. Yeah. Really. <laughs> we kind of hit the ground running and then <laughs> now you need to we take... get into a hole. <laughs> yeah. They were like, hey, wait. <laughs> what about all that stuff? Hey, what wait. About, what about the school that I'm paying thousands of dollars to go to? Well, if people are listening to this, I hope you enjoyed the spoopy show, uh, the spoopy spectacular. Mm. I hope we were, I know we were great. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, I'm really happy to have you on. I think that what you're doing in burlesque is really important. Yes, Paige? I just wanted to say that you are one of my favorite people. And I'm <laughs> really happy that we asked you to host because we feel very safe and confident with you around. And you do a great job. And yeah. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that and that everyone who listens knows that. Well, thank you. I mean, she's only being nice to me because it's being recorded for posterity. <laughs> also because his wife makes a mean cup of cocoa. <laughs> it's there, Sarah Storm. There you go, there's your shout out. Shout out to Sarah Storm. Um, but, uh, well, thank you. I, I really enjoy doing it, and I'm, it actually makes me want to pursue and possibly do more hosting and take. Um, so something to mention about Nerdlesque Fest, which will, I think, be in April of next year. I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. Um, but um, Nerdlesque Fest has a page of its own as well. Um, they do classes at uh, Beauty Bar every year. And last, I think it was last year, Nasty Canasta hosted a, did a hosting class. Um, um, uh, Bastard Keith did a hosting class. There were a couple of um, uh, br- just burlesque classes as well. Um, I know tons of performers who were in from out of town did classes. And so I re- highly recommend that, especially if you're, you know, just starting out in burlesque or you're a veteran. I think that uh, the community should continue to support itself and, and teach itself. But, um, but thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I think that there has there should be enough room for everybody to do what they want to do, you know? It sucks that some people have to step on other people, but the community seems to be stabilizing again, and there'll always be shakeups in any artistic community, but I think that uh, a new troupe that in, invites people who are inexperienced or experienced to perform is important. And so I think what you guys are doing for burlesque is important. Um, we love you too, Stormageddon. Aww. Stormageddon. Um, so, uh, Spoopy Show, go see that, even though you, you're listening it's still, after. It's go it's back in happened. time. Go back in time. Retroactively go see it and then Visit post in the comments below. But yes, starting, starting February, we're going, February, March, we're going to kick back up. Okay, yeah. great. So, so, yeah, and I'll definitely post links on on the Crash Course page, my own page, as stuff comes up. So definitely go check it out. Go like their page. Tell them Stormageddon yes, sent you. Yes, definitely like me. Yeah. <laughs> and the burlesque page. 
Which doesn't clarify anymore either. No, it doesn't. Um, The final thing I'll ask you guys to do is we have a saying on my other podcast and this one, which is music is life and life is good. And I would love for you to do my sign-off. You can do it in unison or take turns. Usually groups go for the unison thing. uh, (laughs) I don't know if we'll be able to pull it off, but if we get a countdown. Okay, well, how about I'll count you off and then you'll sign us off. What is is the saying? Music is life and life life is is good. Okay. Okay, so one, two, three. Music is life and life is good. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life and life is good.